You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, big shout-out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world. Fantasy Freestyle giving a little taste of home to all the servicemen and women out there doing their job defending our freedoms. I got my boy, Chris Bavona, with me on the ones and twos. He's dropping a bomb on it. You know what that means. That means it is Friday, so that means we got a big show for you. We have had a big week, Chris, and let me tell you something. We're going to catch Chris up on the week that we've had when we put the fun in functional sports radio. Once again, we'll see if Chris can, uh, you know... See what you guys, the listeners, the voters on our polls have been saying. We'll catch them up on some of the stories that we covered all week because it was a big week for the Fantasy Freestyle. And also, I am overjoyed. And I am going to be joined a little bit later on in the show by my man, Benny Riccardi, author of The Definitive Guide to Fantasy Baseball. Benny Riccardi, you may also know him from the DFS lineup lock show from 6 to 7 here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You may also know him from On Target, which was given the award for the best live radio show of the year last year. He's going to come on. We're going to talk a little bit about... uh, you know, what a great weekend it is in sports, okay? Um, specifically the Kentucky Derby. But we got a lot of other stuff going on. Every single DeMaio, it seems like there's a big prize fight in Vegas. Canelo Alvarez and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. are going to get it on. We got some NBA playoffs to talk about. We also, uh, Chris, you and Benny may have some context for the NHL playoffs that we might want to talk about as well. And as always, Chris Pavona is going to be with me holding it down. So we got a poll up there right now on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle that you could follow. You could also holler or follow me at Spit and Speed. Which event this weekend are you most interested in? Is it the Derby? Is it the big fight out in Vegas? Is it the NBA playoffs? Is it the NHL playoffs? We're going to discuss all this when we get back. Some interesting responses to the poll. We'll check in on that. If you want to holler at me, you can at 844-843-6879. Come on right back. This is Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, with the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. Your boy Dane Martinez bringing you back live on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got Chris Pavona with me on the ones and twos, dropping the beats. So hot that we sweat steam. And if Chris Pavona's in the building, you know it's a Friday as we slide into happy hour on Cinco de Mayo here at Rockin' Riley's Studio 34. Check it out, though. Um, Chris, you know that uh, people in Mexico don't actually care about Cinco de Mayo. Or celebrate Cinco de Mayo. I actually want to want to give a big shout out to my man, a uh, guy who was on the show previously, Dan DeFasi. Um, he is known in Mexico as El Pinche Gringo, and he's opening up his second restaurant in Mexico City. If you're ever down there, go out and check out the Pinche Gringo. Um, news and notes, though, as we move along on the baseball calendar, Gary Sanchez returned from the DL. 
for the New York Yankees today. Remember, the Baby Bombers making a lot of noise with Aaron Judge leading the league in runs scored on the American League. But he did go 0 for 4 in his return, but it was good to see him back in the three spot. On the flip side, the Seattle Mariners are concerned. They are sending James Paxton to the disabled list with a forearm injury. Blue Jays expect to have Josh Donaldson and Troy Tulowitzki returning for them on Monday after the weekend. Donaldson coming back from that calf that's been nagging and Tulowitzki with a tight hamstring. Unfortunately, though, another hamstring could be a little bit longer. Yoannis Cespedes, they are saying, it is now a quote-unquote long shot for him to make it back in the month of May, which is absolutely crazy uh, what the what the Mets medical staff is doing between Syndergaard and Cespedes, losing some big guns for the Mets who are uh, not adhering to expectations so far this season. Dexter Fowler going to get an MRI on his shoulder. He was diving for a ball in the outfield yesterday. Um, and also, Stephen Piscotty already is not traveling with the team for their weekend series in Atlanta. So that St. Louis Cardinals outfield could be an issue with no Piscotti and no Dexter Fowler. Rich Hill went only two-thirds of an inning and gave up four runs in a high-A rehab start. That is just straight-up no bueno for him. They've been talking about him with that blister issue. They've been even some talk about when he returns and returning to the uh, bullpen instead of the rotation. Keep an eye out on that. Um, Ryan Brown still held out tonight because of that trapezius issue. And remember what I told you earlier in the week. I told you earlier in the week that I thought very similar to how the Mets needed to clear space for Conforto and they wound up maybe moving Jay Bruce to first base. I told you the Dodgers might do the same thing to try to keep Cody Bellinger in the lineup when Jock Peterson comes back. And there is now word that they may DL Adrian Gonzalez so that Bellinger can, in fact, play. Um, As we move on into this weekend... I got a couple things I want to talk about as it relates to Major League Baseball, and I'm so glad that uh, I'm going to be joined by Mr. Benny Riccardi, who absolutely gets it done and is the author of the Definitive Guide to Fantasy Baseball. So he'd help me out with some of this. But I got to tell you guys something. I saw three at-bats today by Mr. Aaron Judge against Mr. Hendricks that I thought is so indicative of what is happening and why Yankee fans need to be so excited and hashtag all rise for Aaron Judge. In the first at-bat, this dude hit a line drive in the gap so hard that it was a double right off the bat. Remember all season long, I've been talking about, and I know Benny loves this too, I've been talking about exit velocity and launch angle. Well, when you're six foot seven, 280 pounds, you can realize that you don't have to try to manufacture the launch angle. And this double that he hit in his first at-bat was a perfect indicator of that. In the second at-bat... He didn't get on base, but let me tell you why I loved the at-bat. Aaron Drudge struck out looking on a full count, okay? And the other the other stats that I've been looking at this year, besides this exit velocity and the launch angle, are things like swing rate and contact rate. And let me tell you something. Aaron Judge has dropped his swing rate down 11 percentage points, and his contact rate is going up. I'm reminded of him. It's almost like Barry Bonds only got one pitch to hit all at bat, and he would do something with it. I think it is an incredible improvement to see Aaron Judge have the discipline against a guy like Kendricks who only tries to get weak contact. He was not going out of the zone. He even took a questionable pitch on a 3-2 count. And then his third at-bat 
Aaron Judge hits a laser right past Chris Bryant. Again, the launch angle doesn't matter when you're six foot seven, 280 pounds. I am very, very encouraged by what I'm seeing out of Aaron Judge even this weekend at Wrigley Field. Now what I want to do here is as we talk about Major League Baseball, you know, one of the things I do, you know, at the end of the week is I give you guys some highlights in season-long leagues. These are some guys that I think are real hot in the streets right now. And, Benny, you would never believe this, but all of these guys that I'm about to mention are under 35% owned in their season-long leagues. And these are names that you may not think about, but I'm going to tell you one reason or another why you need to go out and get them. I call them my diamonds in the rough. Here's the first one. My first one is, would you believe Brett Gardner is owned in only 34% of leagues? And I think Brett Gardner, especially if you need some steals, listen, 789 OPS, already 16 runs scored, already five stolen bases. He is at the top of this Yankees order, which leads the AL in runs, having already scored 148 runs. And this offense just got their number three hitter back in Gary Sanchez. I think that's a guy you could look at at only 34% owned another guy if you need the outfield this guy is only 12% owned and guess what he also just I believe may have just scored a run for the Washington Nationals I've been telling you guys right when Adam Eaton went down with a torn ACL and is out for the rest of the season I told you guys whoever winds up in the two spot of that Washington Nationals order is someone that you need to keep your eye on. I told you it might have been Anthony Rendon. I suggested it could have even been Matt Weeders to get him some good pitches. But let me tell you something. Since the injury, it has been this guy, Jason Wirth, and he is only 12% owned in season-long leagues. This guy is going to be behind Trey Turner, and he's going to have the troika of of Bryce Harper, Daniel Murphy, and Ryan Zimmerman, who is playing out of his mind behind him. That is quite possibly the best spot in any lineup to have. And as we all know, Jason Worth is a professional hitter. You know, already has, you know, only 13 runs so far, seven ribbies, only a 732 OPS. But I expect him to start getting pitches like, whoa, get out ahead of it. Right now, Chris Bavona, my boy Jason Worth is a diamond in the rough. Yeah, you know what it is. And the next guy I want to tell you, this guy's only 26% owned. Look at Tim Beckham on the Tampa Bay Rays, okay? And let me tell you why. This guy, first of all, with an 847 OPS already, has 14 runs scored and 15 ribbies already, but that's not even the best part. The best part in your season-long leagues is that this guy who is only 26% owned is eligible at first base, at second base, and at shortstop already in most leagues, okay? And so that is some flexibility that you really could use. This guy is only 26% owned, so right now it's happy hour, it's Cinco de Mayo, you and three of your boys are chilling at the bar. Three of you are in leagues where you can go out right now. And get yourself Tim Beckham, he of the 847 OPS and the multi-position eligibility. That's what we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We help you win your leagues and win that cash. Another way to do that is with the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package. It's your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, trend analysis, and player insights. Become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a Roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week 
And this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor, powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. Enter promo code free radio at checkout and you'll get a special discount. That's what we do here, okay? Here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You could also download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. This way, it could be me, it could be Tony Sincata, Jake Seeley, Greg Sussman, Frank Stanfield, you know, Joe Galena, all of us giving you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. When we come back, I got my main man, Benny Riccardi, joining me here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Y'all know him from DFS Lineup Block, from On Target, from so many places. We're going to be breaking down what is a huge weekend on the sports calendar. Happy Cinco de Mayo. I may have to pry him away from some tequila and some Corona, but I'll do what I can. Come on right back. It's going to be a good time. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Fantasy Freestyle with your boy, Dane Martinez. Aha! Dane Martinez, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Remember, you can holler at me all hour long if you want at 844-843-6879. You could also get at us on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle. You could always holler at me or follow me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter as well. Let's get into the cipher here. A couple of news and notes real quick on the NFL. First of all, Michael Floyd is going to be meeting with the Minnesota Vikings and other teams hoping to sign a deal next week. I think it's important to note that starting next week okay if uh, moves are made they do not count against the compensatory picks for next year so you may start to see a flurry of action as OTAs have started rookie mini camps have started and teams are going to start to take stock of what they have you know what they will not have as an option is quarterback Jay Cutler because they have announced that he is joining Fox as a color commentary in a three-man booth starting this fall he did in fact actually talk with the Jets and the Texans before for making his decision. I thought it was interesting. We're going to check in with uh, my boy Chris Bavona later on. Chris, one of the polls we had up this week was now that the draft has settled, which quarterback will find a job first? And the options were Colin Kaepernick, RG3, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jay Cutler and 47% of the people picked Jay Cutler and what do you know Jay Cutler does get a job it's just not with an NFL team um and then I also want to make the point again remember I've been talking about how these guys the quarterback class of Eli Ben and Philip Rivers I really think that Josh Dobbs over there in Pittsburgh and this kid Davis Webb for the New York Giants are interesting dynasty stacks for that reason Eli Manning uh, gave a quick interview where he mentioned what happened when he called to welcome Davis Webb to the team I thought it was interesting and I quote Eli says I just wanted to welcome him to the team let him know if he had any questions or needed anything I was here for him and then the kid Webb responds with a yes sir and Eli Manning says in response, I told him we were off to a bad start. Do not refer to me as sir. I appreciate the manners, but we're teammates. And then he says, hopefully we got that straightened out. I'm telling you, however they straighten it out, 
This kid Davis Webb, if Eli only has one or two more years, this kid Webb in a dynasty league in about two years is going to inherit an Odell Beckham in his fifth or sixth year, a Shepard in his third year, Evan Ingram in his third year with all the weapons and McAdoo as the coach. Interesting spot in dynasty leagues. But as we keep it moving here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you see we got this poll question up. And I asked people, what are people most interested in this weekend? It's a huge sports weekend. We have the NHL playoffs going, the NBA playoffs going, big-time fight going on tomorrow night in Vegas, Canelo Alvarez and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And we have the Kentucky Derby right now with already over 100 votes. Only 18% of you think the big fight is what you're interested in. 26% say the NHL playoffs. 28% say the NBA playoffs. And 28% of you say that because it is the first Saturday in May that you are very excited about the Kentucky Derby. And I want to bring in my man, Benny McCarty, right now to talk a little bit about what's going to be happening at Churchill Downs. I hear that you like the ponies, Benny. I got a couple of guys I like. I want to bounce them off you. A couple of guys you might like. Here, what we do on the Fantasy Freestyle is give people what they need to win that cash. So let's do it. How you feeling, Benny? I'm feeling good, man. This is a, a great weekend for me. For a lot of people who don't realize, I actually started my degenerate gambling career Yay. at the racetrack. So I am somebody who... Uh, you know, my uncle used to write the past performances for the Meadowlands when okay. it was back in the day and spent every weekend at Monmouth Park on the wow. way back and forth from the shore. And I'm a Belmont guy myself. I actually might be going out there tomorrow to watch the Kentucky Derby, see some sundresses, some mint juleps, and I always get the Lawton sheets. That's the orange ones when yep. I go. I like yep. Lawton. He knows what he's talking about, I think. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, see, I'm old school. I, I learned, you know, back in the day, so I get the daily racing form. Okay. I sit there, I, I crack it open, I go through all the past performances. Okay. I, you know, make my little notes and then check the tote board, see what the prices are, and go make my go make my money. All right, so let's get into this. Uh, let's get into this race a little bit. I got to tell you, first first things first. If you're a, a horse guy, everyone has their own philosophies of things that they like. I'm going to tell you something, Benny, real quick. I am a trainer jockey guy, and okay. then I happen to like I like closers. I like closers because I want to know that my when my guy's coming around the bend, he could be sitting there. He can be sitting there off the pace. Um, you know, and still have a chance, maybe because I love Belmont so much, that mm-hmm. mile and a half. I love that home stretch. But um, we were talking off air about this idea of the, uh, you know, the jockey trainer combo. Yep. And that leads me right to it. First of all, interesting. I, I don't think there's any Bob Baffert horses in this derby for the first time in a very long time. Baffert does not have a horse. So then it makes me go to the next horse trainer that I know about, and that's Todd Pletcher. Mm-hmm. And then I see that one of my jockeys, especially here in New York, Johnny V, Johnny Velasquez, is on the five horse, always dreaming. He's going off at five to one. Right now, he's like a co-second choice. Um... How do you feel if I wanted to throw a couple of shekels on him? Well, I mean, we talked about it beforehand. That's the guy that I like the most. And here's the deal in this situation. Pletcher has multiple horses in this race, as he does a lot of times in the Derby. But anybody who's a horse racing fan knows that Pletcher's go-to jockey is Johnny V. Johnny V. So when you're looking at all these Pletcher horses, right off the bat, the one that you want to put on the top of your list is whichever one he decides to put Johnny V on. And that's the one that we were talking about earlier and always dreaming. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Here's a horse that, you know, he went out and won the Florida Derby. Right. Now, the Florida Derby is one of the biggest preps. One of the preps. Like yeah. that one, the Arkansas Derby, the Wood Memorial. Yep. There's there's four or five of them. There's a couple out west, the Santa Anita Derby right, being one of right. the big ones out there, you know. But there's certain races that more often than not, the winner of the Kentucky Derby comes out of. And the Florida Derby is one of those spots. And that's mm-hmm. one of the races that Always Dreaming won. Now, and he came from behind there in that race, I think. He had a great stretch run, overtook some horses. I think Reddy Moe was one of the horses he passed to win that race in the home stretch. Yeah, and now and and here's the deal. I mean, we were talking about it now. Churchill Downs is a lot like Belmont is, where they mm. have that long back stretch. Right. Now, it is a little bit different, though, because in Belmont, you, it, it, they call it Big Sandy because it's like it's like basically running on the beach. And anybody who's done that before knows you're going to get tired because mm-hmm. your that's legs— That's why they train. Know, that's why the boxers train running in the sand. That's it. That's, that's the exact reason. <laughs> you know, with Churchill, though, usually you're looking for what they call stalker horses. Okay. And what that is is— You don't want the guy that's all the way in the back that's going to make that one big late run. Those guys rarely ever get up to the finish line at Churchill Downs. You want a guy who's going to sit behind the speed horses that run out there and fast. And then when those speed horses start getting tired, you Mm -hmm. want the guy who's going to get first run at him. And that's the kind of style that Always Dreaming has. So he's the perfect kind of style to win the Kentucky Derby. Now, the problem is when you are one of those horses that sits off the front horses, you never know how your ride's going to be. And what I mean by that is this is a 20-horse field. Yeah, a lot of traffic. Yeah, this never you never see horse races this big. Normally, it's 10, 12 horses at the most. A lot of tracks now, they can barely fill seven or eight in a lot of the stalls. Mm-hmm. In a 20-horse field, how much luck you have with your ride is as important as what kind of horse you have. Always Dreaming is a versatile horse that could go a little bit faster if he needed could go to. Go speed. Could sit, sit back. back a little bit. So, you know, he, JV gives, gets a lot of options there. And when you give a lot of options to a rider like him who's mm-hmm. very good at judging the pace, he's going to put this horse in a spot to make a big run at the end and win. You mentioned some of the different prep races that these horses were coming out of. There is one horse in the field, and this is the number 15, McCracken. He apparently has already had three starts and three wins at Churchill Downs. Mm-hmm. What kind of credence do you give to that, like the familiar track? I also think it's important. He is right outside of the favorite, the 4-1 to one favorite, Classic Empire. So maybe to be able to kind of sit, have that horse that's one of the favorites right next to him, like you said, sit back, hold there, and know when to. I I. I call it like when to use the the nitrous tank you know yeah, like faster no, free, exactly free. you're trying to bide your time and like when do you hit the turbo button isn't it true that if you're like right up on the pace right to the outside you're clear of that traffic which you know always dreaming from the five hole might be in and then like could be clear to you know hit turbo right as they come around the turn yes and no because here's the problem with mccracken mccracken is what we call a deep closer okay and um so belmont we need him at belmont, belmont. yeah Bel- he's a, he's a horse to keep in mind for remember the this guys okay yeah. remember this in about a month and a half we're going to be talking about that when they run a mile and a half yeah now the biggest problem with the deep closers over here at churchill is you know like you said if he was sitting if he was a stalker and he was sitting right off of the side of uh, battle of midway right that would be perfect that would be what you want but a lot of times what he does is he'll fall back over there so, you know, his jockey needs to make sure that he keeps him towards the outside so that he can stay there. Now, the problem with being towards the outside is, you know, it's a circle. And the further away from the rail you are, the longer, you the longer run. you're running. And that's and the unlike deal. And unlike in the Olympics when they have the, the, you know, the staggered start for the people on the outside, oh, no, they, they don't start, do that yeah, in no, horse they, races. They, 
they all start on the same line right there. And that's why, you know, sometimes it's advantageous if you're speed on the inside or, you know, if you're a closer on the outside. He should be able to find a good spot and he should be able to have a good chance to get a clear run towards the end of the race. The problem is, like I said, at Churchill, it's a lot tougher for those deep closers to get up than it is for the horses that are stalking that are going to get first run on the on the speedsters. All right. So this is Benny Riccardi with Dane Martinez here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Listen. You can still go out and get the definitive guide to fantasy baseball where my man Benny Riccardi compiled the brightest minds in the industry, including your boy Speeds and Spitting Statistician on that book. Go out and get it now. Um, Benny, we only got like a minute left here before we got to hit break. Give me your win play show for the Derby. What's your try? What's your try to win the race? Yeah, I mean, Always Dreaming is going to be one of the guys I throw in there. Let me give you my long shot horse here Ooh, that I think okay. has a good chance. Can I guess? Go ahead. Can I guess? Is it by any chance the 11 Battle of Midway? No, it is not. Damn. Although he is the speed. He should be the one leading at the beginning of the okay, race. Okay, but he's going to get sure. chased down. Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to be there at the end. The guy that I like is the number seven, Gervin. Ooh. It's his fourth start, and usually the Derby winner has between four and six starts on a year. Mike Smith, that yeah. jock, he's been around. Yep, and he's coming off of two wins in the Risen Star and the LA Derby. You got the 20 best horses in the country running here, so you want guys that are either winning or coming in second in their recent, w- in their recent races, just like in anything else. You want recent form. Now, he's a stalker. He's a deep stalker. Okay. Okay. which means he's going to be probably behind the horse like always dreaming right. and get that run over there. And the thing is, his final fractions, his closing fractions in those races that he won are very, very good. They're like world-class, elite kind of closing fractions. So if it comes down to a situation where him and always dreaming are kicking for home, as much as I like always dreaming, Gerving is one of those horses that might be able to outkick him to get to the line. Interesting. I also want to put a quick note on Irish Warcry, the only horse who has 200-plus buyer speed figures so far with the returning Rajiv Mirage back on him. And he's a Jersey bred. Oh, you know Benny loves that. Check it out. When we come back here on Fantasy Freestyle, can you hang out for a little bit more? Yeah, I ain't going nowhere. Let's do it. It's going to be big things. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is, Dave Martinez, Benny Riccardi. We're back here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, big shout out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network making Fantasy Freestyle truly a global show. I got Chris Bavona with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. Drop a bomb on it, Chris. And Chris and Benny, I got to tell you, guys... A lot of stuff going on this weekend, including the NHL playoffs. I'm a little bit jealous. It seems like both of you guys uh, were in the garden last night as the New York Rangers tied up that series at two. How? What was the atmosphere like at Rangerstown, guys? I'll let you go, Benny. Oh, I mean, it was, it, honestly, it was crazy last night in, in the garden, and it was awesome. And I actually made the mistake. I left with about four minutes left, I would say, after they were up four. You know, it was, okay. the you game was about... Up. You missed it, so much. In I know. I, I was listening on my way home. Apparently, there was about 15 fights after I left. So, for everybody who says you can't take me anywhere, apparently, I was not the reason for all the fights at the Garden last night. No, 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 not at all. Actually, the funny thing is that I left with, like, 25 seconds left because there was the big fight. I'm thinking, like, all right, that's it. This game's over. No more fighting. I'm going to leave. As I'm walking out the lobby, I go down. There's... About two seconds had only gone off, and there was another fight. Wow. To end the game. They're dropping the gloves, it sounds like. Game five of that series will be very, but very But even important. funnier, I, earlier in the game, I had said to Benny, I'm like, you know, it's funny. 
there hasn't really been that much fighting in this series. You're like yep. Nostradamus, bro. Yeah. That's very exciting, man. You guys are picking it. You guys like the Rangers uh, to advance to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals? The momentum is definitely on their side at this point, right? Oh, I mean, you, you know, you can't really argue with it. Now, again, we're obviously biased because we're Rangers sure. fans and being we're from right this area. We're right now across the know. street from Madison Square Garden here yeah. at Studio 34 and Rock and Riley's on Cinco de Mayo. Speaking of which, you know what's happening tomorrow night? Two great Mexican stars going at it where Saul Canelo Alvarez and Julio Cesar Chavez are going to be getting it on. Let me tell you something. This is a catchweight fight at 164 pounds. Let me tell you something. The size differential in these two men are going to be what tells the tale. Okay, um, Chavez Jr. is trying to lose weight to get down to this weight uh, to make the fight, you know, go at this catch weight. Um, sometimes when these kind of mismatches get in the ring, you see that the bigger man is obviously stronger and can obviously have more punching power. Sometimes when the bigger man, like tries to lose all this weight right before the fight, they kind of look emaciated. I've seen reports that uh, Chavez Jr. looks like Skeletor and that his best uh, attribute is that he can quote-unquote take a punch. Well, let me tell you something. Canelo Alvarez works the body like a maniac, and that is why Speeds, the spitting statistician, thinks that uh, Canelo will stop Chavez on Saturday in the 10th round, setting up what I think will be the fight of the young century when Canelo Alvarez eventually takes on my man Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, a little bit later on this calendar year right now on the poll you guys are tied oh it is a close one 28 percent say kentucky derby 28 percent say nba playoffs 26 percent on the nhl playoffs and 18 percent on the fight speaking of the nba playoffs right now the Cavs are up by seven on the toronto raptors in the second quarter down there up there in toronto but uh chris you know what we do man we put the fun in functional sports radio so i want to catch you up a little bit on some of the things we've been talking about this week are you up for it my friend it doesn't I'm always sound up for okay. It. All right, it sounds like you're up for it. So here's my first question for you. We asked our um, we asked our listeners this week. Obviously, we had a lot of stuff going on with the Fenway Park stuff going on with Adam Jones. I even had the fan who reported a racial slur on air with me. Big shout out again to Calvin Hennick for the interview he granted me yesterday. Chris, I asked a poll question, which was, um, do you think buying a ticket? to a pro sporting event gives you the right to say or do anything you want in the light of what happened here with Adam Jones. Chris, what percentage of our listeners said yes, absolutely, that you can do or say whatever you want, even this stuff that was going on with Adam Jones? What percent of our listeners do you think said that on the Twitter poll? See, now, personally, I would have voted no. I, I Yes, I, I also would have voted, voted no. no. I also would not really – I would want to love the, the thought process of someone who said yes. But taking all that aside, remember, these are the same people that put cops into the Final Four exactly. on our TV Greatest of All Time so, tournament. So what do you think people said? I think I think people said yes. No, people said no, but ah. there was there was 20% who said yes, my friend. Wow. So that is 20% of our listening audience, right? Um, I asked people, and I would love to get Mr. Riccardi's thought on this. I This was early in the week. I asked on redraft fantasy baseball teams, mm-hmm. who would you want to keep on your roster the most? Okay. Madison Bumgarner, Noah Syndergaard, or Sterling Marte? Who do you think people said? 
I would probably go Madison Bumgarner personally. Interesting. And 50% of the people did agree with you, Benny, and went with Madison Bumgarner. 18% said Thor. 17% said Marte. And 15% said none of the above in a redraft league. I would take Starlin Marte. And here's why. With both of these pitchers... You never know what it's going to be like when they come back. And don't leave anything to the Mets medical staff. You never know what the case. I at least think that Marte, when the suspension is up, will at least be a reasonable approximation of himself in what is about two months now away. Well, you know, there's there's the old saying that you always want to take the guy who is not out on an injury. Exactly. And he's not out on an injury. Exactly. He's out being suspended because he mm-hmm. took a bunch of steroids, which, again, I like and this the guy is a that takes steroids. That's this good. is a top 10 outfielder going into drafts. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people got hurt by this because he was a guy that was going in, like, the top of the second round because of that stolen base upside that he has. And, again, he's not hurt. It's not like his legs are hurt. He's still going to start stealing bases the first game he gets back in there. Exactly, exactly. And now, Chris, I want to get you caught up, my friend, because, as you know, last weekend was the NFL draft, right? So a lot of big coverage we did here on the Fantasy Sports Network. There are two very interesting uh, kind of like endorsement product placements that happened during the draft. I want to ask you, Chris, which do you think was better? First of all, Michigan tight end Jake Butt got an endorsement deal. Do you know with who? Uh, something that has to do with toilet paper. Absolutely. Or, it was yep. Charmin. He got a Charmin deal. I think that is incredibly fitting and incredibly hysterical, right? However, I think it was outdone by a Missouri defensive end. Charles Harris was drafted in the first round by the Miami Dolphins. He was, uh, like, not in the green room. He was at home at a draft party, okay? Well, like, you know, friends and family, and, you know, they cut to them in the coverage. So when he was drafted, they cut to him, and you know who was, like, in the crowd, in the background, the photo box? Bombing. Sasquatch from the Jack Lee Jack Link's beef jerky commercials. And apparently, like, then the guy had the Jack Link's logo like in his tu- in his suit liners and stuff like that. Which do you think is better, Chris? Jake Butt signing a deal, and you know, he's a tight end after all, signing with Charmin or Sasquatch in the background, uh, you know, for product placement. What do you think uh, is I'm better? I'm going with Jake Butt. You like Jake Butt I'm better? Going, I'm absolutely going Jake Butt here. Okay, fair enough. What do you think, Benny? I don't know. I, li- I think that, you know, the whole Sasquatch thing, that was some pretty smart yeah. marketing on their Absolutely. part. Absolutely. What do you think, like, deal. next? Do you think, like, maybe the Burger King will be in the green room at the NFL draft or something? I think that's smart, innovative product placement, no? I, you know what? I think the next will be the NBA draft, and you'll have, like, I don't know, LeVar Ball being out there speaking somewhere. Speaking of <laughs> which. I set it off now. Speaking of which, and Benny, I'm so glad you're here, because as we know, yo, Benny is the resident sneakerhead of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So, first of all, We got to talk about this. And, Chris, you may know this, but, you know, I said this a long time ago. When LeVar Ball started talking about LeBron James and his kids, I was like, you can cross Nike off the list of any company that was going to give him a uh, billion-dollar deal. Because not only is LeBron James the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, he's basically the COO of Nike as well, right? So I don't care if he wants this, like, co-branding, this endorsement deal. I don't care. But here's the thing. My man, $500? You can rent a one-bedroom apartment in Wichita, Kansas for $470 a month. Yet, apparently, according to LeVar, you ain't balling if you can't afford these shoes. Chris, Benny, what do we think about this? I think what you need to do, all the kids out there, I got advice for you here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Go out and tell your parents that you want 
the LeVar ball, that you want the Lonzo ball shoes for $500. Mm. You know what's going to happen? They're not going to give it to you. They're instead going to only spend the $150 and get you the LeBron Jameses. And that's what you probably wanted anyway. That's the way you need to play it with mom and dad. Benny, as a parent, what do you think about that strategy? If my kid comes to me after listening to the show and tells me he wants the uh, Lonzo ball, the Z- what are they, the Zotus? The Zotus? Yeah. Hey, how is it the twos? What about the ones? Where's, yeah. the, where's the first ones? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I have a major problem with this, to be honest. Okay. I would never pay $500 for a pair of sneakers. But you know what I will say about LeVar Ball? Tell me. We're sitting here talking about we it. sure are. It was on ESPN a couple minutes sure ago. Was. It was on CNBC yesterday. Uh-huh. MSNBC is mentioning it. Uh-huh. The man can market. It's true. It's true. It's damn true. Um, I don't know. Chris, how do you feel? 500 bucks for a pair of uh, sneakers? You got better uses for that money. Dude, I think my whole closet of sneakers costs about $500. Word. I mean, I've been wearing sneakers that I bought like five, six years ago. I am a Generation Xer, though. You know, I'm not with these millennials. Benny, how many sneakers do you own? You're sort of a sneakerhead. It's, it's probably about 40 or 50 pairs. Wow. Yeah. Do you have more shoes or does your wife? Oh, she's got way more than I do. Really? She, yeah, she puts me to shame. But also, she only has like two pair of sneakers. They're like, you know, she's got all like shoes, shoes. Fair enough, fair enough. And here's the last story I wanted to get with you, Chris. Um, I call it the MMA circle of life. You know that Miss Ronda Rousey is engaged. She's engaged to yet another. She's engaged to a UFC guy, uh, Chris Brown, I believe his name is. And uh, but. You know, Dana White in January said that Ronda has probably had her last fight. So she's on her way out. However, Chris, there is a, um, an MMA event in Japan going on later on this month where they will be a female, uh, you know, a women's division match with a 12-year-old girl involved. Chris, how do you feel about a 12-year-old female MMA fighter? Who is she fighting? That is my question. Exactly. What is worse, the PR team for the 12-year-old or the 25-year-old woman who agreed to take on the fight against a 12-year-old, Benny? Yeah, I have a problem. I mean, as a father with three young kids, I have a problem with that. I I don't mind if she's fighting in her own age group or her own weight class. And that's something that, you know, there there are... events for people that age and and you know in that weight class and all that stuff i don't think she should be fighting a grown woman though that's a you know it's just it would be the same thing actually it would be even worse if it was a man but it's the same thing it's still not something that as a parent i ever want to see happening leave it to mma in japan for that to happen yo um we're almost out of time here and going into happy hour cinco de mayo big things here at studio 34 on the fantasy sports radio network and right now 30 percent of you think that the Kentucky Derby is the biggest thing this weekend going on. 28% say NBA playoffs, 25% say NHL playoffs, and 17% say the Canelo Alvarez, Julio Cesar Chavez fight. What brings me back to the Derby, you know, Benny, you were talking about Todd Pletcher. Todd Pletcher has another horse going. His name is Patch. He's coming out of the 20 spot all the way on the end. The thing with Patch is he's only got one eye, mm-hmm. and it's his right eye. So being all the way on the outside without a left eye... How do you see the field? Is that like, is there any chance this horse could win with one eye? Or is that even what they do by putting blinkers on the horse? Is that like, 
Well, I mean, basically, it's a hear no evil, see no evil kind of thing. I mean, his jockey's going to keep him towards the outside because he's another one of those closer kind of horses. And, all you know, he doesn't really have to see anything but in front of him. And basically, when you're a jockey on top of these horses, you want them doing whatever you want to do. So if he can get him to come and settle to the outside and he gets a nice little run. He'll definitely be on the outside. Yeah, I mean, he's number 20. Yeah, (laughs) That's true. But you know what? If he just sits there on the outside and then he gets a late run, if the the pace is hot up front and it kind of melts down, he's definitely something. Somebody that could get a piece from the back. No doubt. That's what it is. Benny Riccardi helping you win your leagues and win that cash. You know how we do. When we come back, though, we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. Chris Bavona's in the building with me. I got Benny Riccardi in the building with me. Chris dropping a bomb on it. And I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. You are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Oh, baby, I like it raw. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world to the service men and women. Looking for a little taste of home. Spin statistician here to hold you down so you could win your leagues and win that cash. Up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, my man Joey P, affectionately known as Joey Pizza of Pizza, coming on with the Fantasy Black Book. He's going to be joined by my man Matt Modica. Uh, what are you guys going to be talking about? Uh, you know, Cinco de Mayo, best Mexican stars of all time. What are we talking? I think we'll be talking about some Jose's tonight as well. Yeah. But- there's uh, it'll probably be a little somber too as we go over the DL and MLB. Uh, James yeah. Paxton to the DL. Mm-hmm. You know that that monsoon in uh, Manhattan today is being masked by my tears. Yep, absolutely, <laughs> but uh, you know that Mets training staff doing big things. Whether it be Ryan Church, Noah Syndergaard, or Yohannes Cespedes, it's, it's only April. Rest a couple of days. Don't push it. And when I tell you to get an MRI, get an MRI. That's what I'm telling you right now. Just to keep you guys posted. The Cleveland Cavaliers are up by six midway through the second quarter. They are up in the six. The Toronto Raptors later on tonight in uh, without Tony Parker. The Spurs will travel to Houston. Will the Houston Rockets hit that? What me and Donnie Burns say is the magical threshold of 23s. If they hit that, they're going to be tough to stop no matter who is on the other side in the NHL today. Uh, St. Louis Blues looking to stay alive in Game 5 at home against the Nashville Predators. And Game 5 in Anaheim between the Ducks and the Edmonton Oilers. Big weekend going on. Remember, we gave you our horses. It is always dreaming out of the five. Look for Todd Pletcher. Look for Johnny Velasquez. We like that. In this Canelo fight, I'm telling you, I'm taking Canelo Alvarez in the 10th round. He is going to stop the silver spoon mouth kid that is Julio Cesar Chavez that tried a little bit too hard to lose that weight. Looks like Skeletor, in my opinion. And with that NBA playoffs, we're going to see if any team can upset the trilogy of the Warriors and the Cavs. Come on back on Monday. We'll see what we did right, what we did wrong, who are truly the Fugazis to talk about. Up next, Fantasy Black Book, Joe Pisapia and Matt Modica bringing it down. Happy Cinco de Mayo. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. We out on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ah!